With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Shall I take your order or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, Sorry, I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This is our number three, Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Bebefe alongside Jeff Parles here at the VSEN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. We're just watching this Mavericks Jazz game going on in Dallas. Game one of the NBA playoffs right now. Dallas leads 37 to 32 at home, about under five minutes to go in the first half here. But I'm looking at the live line at BetMGM. One and a half. The Mavs are favored now to win this game. The total, though, low is 199 and a half. So for the folks who got those under tickets in, well done so far. Your your guy Dwight Powell with another big play to put him up I seven mean, now. He's all he, he's possessed <laughs> on the court right now. Big rebounds, big blocks, loving it. So Femi, we we mentioned this before the show that Spencer Dinwiddie would have to play a big role here. Mm-hmm. And you look at again plus minus is not an exact science as we know, but Dinwiddie and Powell both plus thirteen so far to begin this game. So the two of them have played very well, especially when on the court together. Brunson has eight. As he uh, clangs a three, that would have put Dallas back up by 10. Uh, but we were talking about this while we were off the air here, Femi. Utah, we were concerned only about Utah for really one reason when Luka out, and it's really just the, 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 the turmoil within the team right mm-hmm. now. And so far, none of the not, nothing has shown that this is a team in harmony right now because Donovan Mitchell's won a seven from the field. Gobert's not scoring. He's playing reasonably well defensively, but he's not scoring. Bogdanovich is 10. Clarkson is 10 off the bench. They've really gotten nothing from their two stars offensively. And they're going to need something from Mitchell, obviously, and now a, 
a pretty bad foul late in the shot clock yeah. there from Utah. It's interesting because this might present another live betting opportunity, which has kind of been the theme of the mm-hmm. play-in tournaments because Utah right now is 0 for 8 from 3. Like, that's not going to keep up. They're eventually going to make some shots there. You expect them to get hot. Mitchell, we know he's a guy who loves to perform on the playoff stage. Bogdanovich is a shooter. He can knock down some shots there. Conley hasn't even attempted a three-pointer there. Royce O'Neal, he's 0 for 2 from beyond the arc as well. So we'll see maybe at halftime. We can reassess, see what's going on, what the halftime numbers are, those second half numbers, because I think Utah maybe in the second half could be a look there just based on their inability to make shots here early on in the game. But so far, it's been really good for Dallas. They're getting their role players to step up there. I mean, Dorian Finney-Smith, two for two from three, like eight points right there from Dorian Finney-Smith. Like these are the situations that kind of tend to play out when you have a star player out in that first game. These role guys, they know they have to step up. Can they sustain that over the course of a series? That remains to be seen, and I think that would be too much. That would be too difficult for them. But at least for one game, in this game one, when there's still that energy, that playoff optimism, we're seeing it so far. They're playing pretty well. No arguments on anything you said there, Femi. And and you, I will say, the box score right now for Utah does translate to potentially betting this in-game as Bogdanovich hits their first oh, three. First three so they're now one of ten from three. So that does usually translate, okay, better team with no Luka for Dallas. Mm-hmm. Can't make a three, 10% so far. When Dallas has been, they haven't been great, but 31% is at yeah. least somewhat reasonable. Uh, so, yeah, this may translate to being a, a Utah halftime bet or a Utah in-game bet before the end of the half if you get another timeout with two and a half to go in the first half. Yeah, we'll keep our eye on this game, but so far it's playing up pretty, pretty well. You're in-game on, on Dallas at plus three. I took three, so I have a worse three. number than you do, but the way that this looked, this feels like this is going to be a close game Yeah. unless if Utah really goes on a run. Which, Cranks it up. Which, yeah. we, again, they haven't shown any ability to really crank it on so far. Let's turn our attention to the Eastern Conference because game one later on this afternoon, three o'clock Pacific time at six o'clock Eastern. And this might be the most competitive series. Mm -hmm. This is a series that a lot of people have been talking about. The Toronto Raptors and the Philadelphia 76ers over at BetMGM. The series price for these two teams, 76ers minus 200, Raptors plus 165. But the single game for game one here is Sixers four and a half point favorites. The total 216 and a half. The Sixers are minus 190 on the money line for game one, Raptors plus 155. But before we get into game one, let's look at the series price here. A lot of people like this Raptors team to upset the Philadelphia 76ers. Are you one of them? <laughs> Everyone but the ESPN crew, obviously. Yeah, yeah they were, they were clean all sweet. On the Sixers, which was, was a little bit surprising. I was like, wow, the first people we've seen all week say Philadelphia is going to win. <laughs> so, Femi, I, I'm always in the camp of that. I uh, there's a little bit of a uh, little bit of thought in the back of your mind when everyone seemingly is on a uh, <laughs> on an underdog like this. It's like, hmm, this seems a little suspicious <laughs> and a little bit worrying that everyone seems yeah. to be on them. The Matisse Thibel absence from the road games is going to play an impact here. I really mm-hmm. do believe that the Sixers go from a very good defensive team to a very bad defensive team without Thibel on the court. And when it's Embiid and Thibel off the court, JVT said this to us earlier in the week, they're almost like a 130 defensive rating, which is just astronomical nice. and horrible. Like that would be league worst ever, basically, <laughs> yeah. if you had that for a full season. Philadelphia has the best two players in this series. Mm-hmm. That's why it's it's hard for me to get there fully on betting the series price. Because you're giving me home court. 
you're giving me Embiid, who's clearly the best player in this series. I know there are question marks about Harden in the postseason, but Harden's still better than Pascal Siakam. Yeah. So, give that. The big question mark in the end, though, Femi, and why I would actually lean towards taking the games, if you can get a sp- like a, a series spread, take the games with Toronto. Take a game and a half, because I think seven games here. is definitely in play here. Nick Nurse is way better than Doc Rivers at this point. And it is a huge coaching advantage where we saw last year where, let's face it, Nate McMillan has never gotten the do he deserves as a head coach in this league. He's an excellent head coach uh, going back all the way to the uh, supersonic days there mm-hmm. for, for Nate. He outcoached Doc Rivers in the end last year. And that was a key reason. And I know that Ben Simmons was awful in that series, but but I hadn't heard. But, but McMillan, <laughs> McMillan outcoaching Doc ended up being a key cog to why Atlanta pulled that upset last year. And I could see this happening again where Nick Nurse leads Toronto in just a massive coaching advantage over Doc where Toronto could pull the upset. So my favorite bet pre-flop series-wise is taking the game and a half with the mm-hmm. Raptors. That would be the thing I would do. Philly winning in seven would not shock me one bit. Toronto winning this series would not shock me one bit. So right now at BetMGM, Raptors plus one and a half on the series spread is minus 160. It's the getting way, a little expensive. It's getting a little expensive. Yeah. The way I played it this morning here, and I was just kind of thinking, I was like, all right, how do I want to play this series? Because I do think that, like you said, if the series gets longer, that it is advantage Toronto here. So I was mm-hmm. like, okay, what is Raptors in six? I found a Raptors in six at plus 525. I said, what is Raptors in seven plus 725? So I actually bet both of those. No just to that. kind of create a different bet for me. I'm like, okay, can I get plus money on this series for the Raptors to win it in six or seven? Because once you get into games five, six, and seven, that's when those adjustments and the counters to the counters start to kind of play out. And I think that is where, like you outlined, Nick Nurse has a clear advantage over Doc Rivers in that setting. Like, I don't see a scenario where the Raptors win this in five. Like, like Philadelphia is the more talented team. They're the better team. They should be favored in this series. Like, as much as people want to clown on the Sixers and kind of just stomp on the, the eulogy in advance here, they're still the better team. So I think that the Raptors, if they can get the series to six or seven and it gets long to where these adjustments have to start to play into things, I think that's when they can kind of take advantage of this thing to where I think something like Raptors in, in six or Raptors even in seven, like a game seven in Philadelphia, knowing what we know about James Harden, do you really trust him no, in that spot? I don't. I don't trust him at all. And the Raptors, they'd be the team with the quote unquote house money, even though they also want to advance as well. So there'd be pressure on them inherently, but that's a team and that's a coach where I can back them in a game seven. I would not want to back Doc Rivers, knowing what we know about his postseason collapses, giving up of numerous 3-1 leads. Oh, yeah. Uh, go back to the, the Clippers, <laughs> yeah. of course, that even the, or the one the Orlando that every, Magic. The, everyone, the one that everyone seems to forget when the first year they went to seven games in the yep. first round were Doc Rivers and T-Mac <laughs> – have a 3-1 lead over over the Pistons and blow that. So we're going all the way back to early 2000s. Femi, we, we actually brought this up while we were off the air. Just to remind people, this series, the Raptors and the Sixers, mm-hmm. they played in the playoffs three times, and these series have delivered. Yes. They've gotten along. Early 2000s, of course, uh, the AI-Vince Carter duel. Carter misses a shot at the Horn in Game 7 mm-hmm. that would have advanced Toronto Sixers survive, end up making the finals where, of course, the Ty Lue step over was the only <laughs> good moment from that finals for the Philadelphia 76ers. And then in the before times, Femi, in 2019, right? <laughs> uh, Kawhi Leonard's... Pre-COVID. <laughs> Ka- Kawhi Leonard's show-stopping 
multiple hangups on the rim, buzzer beater to put the Raptors through. Raptors eventually win the title. A seven-game series would not shock me. If you had, like, those exact props, which I know are abound, mm-hmm. of length of series, yep. I would only bet seven and six and try to go from there. I don't see Philadelphia in five. I don't see Philadelphia in no. four. I don't see that. There's a reason that you see a bet MGM seven games is actually your the shortest favorite. shot at plus 180. Six games at plus 190. That's right. Those are correct pricings there from bet MGM. But if you want to lock in a small profit, I think you bet on those two, and you're more than likely coming home with one of those yeah. winning. And I think that just further proves that if you like Toronto, bet them to win in six or seven. Like right. if, They're not if, winning if, in five. If the favored outcome is that this is going to be a long seven-game type of series, take a shot on Toronto to win in game seven. I mean, if you're going to get plus 725 or plus 700 around that range, they're not going to be plus 700 for game seven, if we get to that point there, no. like Philadelphia will be probably five point favorites or so, like hanging around that four and a half point favorite. So you'll get a little extra bump there for home court advantage in the game seven. So bet Toronto on the money line. That game is probably going to be plus two ten at best, but like, you know, around that range. So bet Raptors in seven. I, I just don't see the Raptors dominating them to the point of where they sweep them or to win this in five games. Like, Plus 165 on the series price right there. There are a lot better ways to play this series, in my opinion, there. Quick for the game, though. I know you have a play on it. You like I took the Toronto four, I took four and a half. Took I, took the, half. I took the Raptors. Four and a half. But this feels game. like if Toronto's going to win this series, they had, you take game one, pressure's all on Philadelphia. Yeah. So I, I'll take the points. I expect this game to be tight. Could Embiid blow it up for me? Of course he could. Let's talk about Embiid on the other side because he's played pretty well against the Raptors. Also, maybe a little bit of total chat as well. This is Betting Across America. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but... Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, who's ready to get to Creighton? You don't watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shane and the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not gonna, the not the Big East tournament. They're, well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. 
Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Femi Bebefe alongside Jeff Parles here talking all things NBA playoffs, hanging out at the South Point Hotel and Casino. And what a furious rally by the Utah Jazz at the end of the first half. We are at halftime right now in Dallas. 45-43, the Jazz lead the Mavericks over at BetMGM on the live number. Utah laying four and a half. You'd have to lay minus 120 if you want that. Dallas minus 105 if you want that four in the hook. The live total which closed at 208 and a half is now down to 195 and a half. I don't want the over. <laughs> no. I can tell you that. I, really good close to the half. Utah went basically the first yeah. uh, the first 21 minutes without making a three, and they made three big ones at the end of the half. Uh, if you have Bogdanovich over props, congratulations. You're home already. Cash that uh, ticket. A 20-point 20, 20 first half for uh, Bogdanovich. Uh, 17 and a half was the predominant number out there, so – Job well done if you took that. Yeah, we were talking about in the last segment a second-half betting angle for this game of, hey, Utah hasn't made threes, and they completely wreck it. With those two Bogdanovich three-pointers, they're now 20 points for Bogdanovich. For the Mavericks, their backcourt of Brunson and Dinwiddie. Jalen Brunson, 12 points. Spencer Dinwiddie, 10 points there for the Mavs. 45-43 is our score. But we were also talking a little 76ers and the Raptors. Mm-hmm. You brought up Joel Embiid in the last segment, and he is – an absolutely dominating player against any team. And he's a guy that nobody really has an answer for because he's either going to score or he's going to go to the free throw line, just based on how he plays. 
How do you think the Raptors try to maybe defend Embiid in this series, or is it just help and hope that we can just take care of business against everybody else? He's going to get his. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that's just the way you have to look at it. Embiid's going to get his. You just can't let him do the 40 and 15 games that he did a lot this year. If he gets his 30, all right, fine. That's fine. As wild as it may sound to, to some, if, he, if Embiid's in the third, let's say he does what exactly what he averaged yeah. in the three games, 29 and 11 and a half. I think you take that if you're Toronto. You can live with that because then what that means, you're going to make Harden beat you, which I know that sounds like a weird statement when I'm talking about a guy <laughs> who legitimately should have multiple MVPs. He's already won and, one and of them. He already has one, but Harden has come up small in these postseasons in the past, Femi. So, hey, look, Embiid's going to get his. If he's on his season average against the Raptors, I think you take that if you're Toronto. And then if, if Harden has a, a huge series, you tip your hat, Philadelphia wins, and you go from there. And just, all right, well, <laughs> back to the drawing board for the Raptors and seeing if, how they can get home court next time in this sort of series. So you're on Raptors plus four and a half for game one. I'm looking at the total. There's no play for me in game one. I just have the two series plays, Raptors in six, Raptors in seven. The total for game one is 216 and a half. And knowing what we know about Joel Embiid and James Harden and how they play and how they're officiated, do you think that could possibly have a little bit of value on the over? Because I could see Philadelphia in the bonus six minutes into the first quarter. I wish uh, so (laughs) – Malloy and Foster, by the way, are on the game we're getting to next. Again, I don't know how the NBA decided that was okay after the other night. Put them in prime time. Yeah, but but, uh, hey, we're all watching Ed Malloy and Scott Foster over Jokic and Curry late, but that's a different conversation for a little bit later. It's always in play with the Sixers, Mm. and it kind of has slowed down a little bit. Remember when the the trade happened and the first four games, first four or five games, Philadelphia has taken 40 free throws a game, essentially, in those first few games. I remember that game against Minnesota, the first game after the trade, and it was like, oh, I look up, I'm on primetime action that week, and like, oh, Harden's at the line again. Oh, Embiid's shooting free throws. (laughs) Oh, Tobias Harris is at the line. Great. it, it, It all depends on the refs. And you'll be able to tell early, Femi, if it is getting called tight, you may want to just take a small piece of the over, even if it's mm-hmm. a point or a point or a point and a half higher than what it is pre-flop, because you will get free throw attempts if you get the correct refs in this game. Yeah. Ed Malloy and Scott Foster will not be on the call for this game, but that would be the ideal situation if you wanted an <laughs> over in a 76ers game, because boy, they love to have their airtime there on the court. Nuggets and the Warriors is our nightcap tonight mm-hmm. here in the Western Conference. Tip off 5.30 Pacific time, 8.30 over on the East Coast there. For game one, the Warriors, six and a half point favorite. Steph Curry back in the lineup. How much he plays, we'll discuss that. The total sitting at 222 and a half. Warriors minus 275 on the money line. Plus 220 are the Nuggets on the money line. But the series price here, uh, Jeff, is Warriors minus 250. Nuggets plus 190. The Nuggets, it's Joker Joker and friends is kind of what their team has turned into here in 2022. The fact that you're only getting plus 190 to me, it does not seem very valuable. I don't know if I want to lay minus 250 with the Warriors for a series price, but I think that's where I'd lean if I had to make the play. So the way I would play this series, because it looks like Steph Curry is going to play for game one, which is good. Obviously, if you're holding a Golden State Futures ticket, which I know a lot of people at the network are. It all comes down to how does that core three that has been there forever, who 
by the way, Femi, it's been a long time since we've seen the three of them on the court together yeah. because of injuries. The obviously the two major injuries for Clay, and then Draymond's injury this year, and then Steph battling injury down the stretch. How does this look in Game One, where this would be the one game where I'd look to take points with Denver potentially? But when this is all said and done, not having Murray, not having Porter is going to be what does Denver in here. Mm-hmm. As great as Jokic is, he's going to win his second straight MVP. He deserves that MVP. He was amazing yet again. It is just too much to ask him to single-handedly beat a team with multiple Hall of Famers on it. I know they're they're not at their peak still, but let's face it. I know some yeah. don't love Draymond, but Draymond, he's going to the Hall. Of Draymond's Fame. going to go, yeah. go going to Springfield. He's going yeah. to the Basketball Hall of Fame. You have three Hall of Famers on that team. So I, I like Golden State. Actually, if you're looking at the correct series prices, I actually think Golden State four to two, so in six at four to one is not too bad. Because yeah. I see Jokic being able to steal one by himself. And then Denver has two games at home, and it's a hard place to play. Elevation, reasonable home crowd. You could see them winning the first two home games and then petering out, running out of gas mm-hmm. in game six. So that would actually be the way that I would look at it. I would look at a Golden State in six, four to one at Ben MGM. You may be able to do a little bit better elsewhere. But that seems pretty good to me. Tonight, I like. I actually might end up with Denver taking the six and a half in my account when this is ready to go at uh, about six hours from now. I actually played Warriors in five. Okay. I, I found a plus 375 Warriors in five because, like you said, I think Jokic can steal a game by himself. Like mm-hmm. the, the Golden State's going to have no answer for Nikola Jokic there. He's just so good what he's able to do. He's their point guard. He's their center. He's everything for this Denver Nuggets team. And very easily, he can put up a 35, 16, and 10 on any given night here. And I think that night might be tonight. Like you mentioned, taking the plus six and a half here with Denver in game one. I want to ask you. Did you possibly entertain any Denver money line for today? Just did because, I entertain did it? Did you enter because the way I see this game playing out, because Steph Curry's making his return to the lineup after the injury. And like you said, we don't know how it's gonna mesh with these three guys who have played thousands of games together, but nothing this year. I believe they've only played one game together this season. And it was technically one minute. And it was one minute <laughs> when Draymond just wanted to be a part of Clay's return or whatever, and he comes back and there's a whole issue with the props and all that. We don't need to get into that stuff. But <laughs> I think that there's a chance the Warriors could be kind of a little sluggish and just not knowing exactly how they want to use their rotations and all that with all three of these guys healthy for the first time to where maybe Denver can catch them, not necessarily sleeping, but just catch them being a little uncertain of how they want to fit all the rotations in that Nuggets plus six and a half would be the play for me if I wanted to play it on the spread, but plus 220 on the money line also enticing because if this game is close, Jokic is Probably the best player in the series. No disrespect to Curry, but Jokic is that good to where I think that he can carry them to a victory and steal game one. I entertained it, but I don't think I'm going to get there. I think <laughs> that's a little, easy. A little I, too much? I think that's the easiest way for me to for me to put that, Femi. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't shock me if Denver wins this game. Wouldn't shock me at all. And that would actually be the best case scenario for my Golden State in six, it, I would oh, say. Oh, yeah, that'd be great Because then that. you steal a road game and then wouldn't need to win one we, at home. we've seen plenty of time for Golden State where, where – that Memphis series, that first title run always stands mm-hmm. out where they were down 2-1 and everyone's like, oh, here we go. They were never that good to begin with. And then, <laughs> and then they, they smoke, <laughs> smoke Memphis three straight games in route to winning that first title. But I, Femi, I, I really do think, though, that if it really is a shame for the Nuggets that Jamal Murray, even more so than Porter, even if they had Porter, it would be the same. Mm-hmm. But 
Jamal Murray's significant injury, knocking out him for a year, where Jokic played at the end, was going to win the second straight MVP. Mm. This is a team that could have won the championship. Yeah. Legitimately, if Jamal Murray was healthy. And it's just going to probably amount to a, a series where they're going to be competitive, but they just don't have the horses to win four out of seven against the Warriors. Yeah, around the All-Star break, I took Denver 16-1 to one to win the West because we had started to hear about the Murray could be working his way back, and it just never came to fruition. Like, mm-hmm. his knee just has not felt right, and it sounds like he's not going to – even if they were to win this series, who knows if you'd even play in the second round even. Like, that's a situation doubtful where he best. hasn't been playing. He's been doubtful, and I know Sham Sharania over at The Athletic had the reports in that Murray and Porter unlikely at all in these playoffs here. But Denver, like you said, probably going to be a competitive series where they get bounced in round one, which is a shame because Jokic, one of the best players to watch in the NBA, going to win a second MVP. But injuries, it's kind of been the story of the NBA playoffs for the last couple of years. And it's a story in Dallas with the Mavericks trailing the Utah Jazz 45-43 without Luka Doncic. On the other side, talk a little bit more NBA and also MLB slate. The NFL Draft is right here in Las Vegas, and we'll have extensive coverage, including mock drafts from Matt Humans, Michael Lombardi, a former NFL GM, will give his draft analysis. Also, VEASAN host Mike Pritchard, who was a first-round pick, and former quarterback Sean King will give you insight on what you can bet on. Also, legendary sportscaster and voice of the Las Vegas Raiders, Brent Musburger, will give his draft best bets in our NFL Draft betting guide. Sign up today to get full access to VEASAN through the NFL Draft for only $19 at VEASAN.com slash Ring. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe, Jeff Parles, hanging out, South Point Hotel and Casino. Right now, we just tipped off second half there between Utah and Dallas Jazz lead 49-47. Two minutes have gone in this third quarter. But an interesting series that gets underway tomorrow here, Jeff, is that the Boston Celtics hosting the Brooklyn Nets. And this one opened over at BetMGM. So it was interesting. We, had, we got different openers. Some places at Boston favored, some places at Brooklyn's favored. But the market has settled on the Celtics being favored. BetMGM has minus 140. The Nets plus 115 in this series. Game one tomorrow afternoon, 1230 tip-off out there in Boston, 330 East Coast time. But an interesting development this morning with this series is that one Ben Simmons. Now, Sham Sharania, Ben Simmons, right? We haven't (laughs) talked about him uh, enough, at least. We haven't seen him since last May or last June, whatever the playoffs were. But Sham Sharania, about a week ago, said that Ben Simmons was targeting Game three, game four, game five, possibly to return. This morning, ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski says that Ben Simmons so far had been doing limited one-on-zero kind of workouts here. But now, Ben Simmons is starting to do some full teammates, five-on-five practicing, expected to step on the court in the coming week as he's joined his teammates at practice. Hope is that he can make his debut, maybe game three, game four. How does that affect your handicap of this series between the Celtics and the Nets? Makes it more complicated, that's for sure. Very much so. We, we don't know what Ben Simmons is going to be. Like, you can't the, – the man hasn't played a real basketball game in over a year. Since game seven against the Hawks. Which you could argue he was barely playing basketball in that game. <laughs> but, Femi, I don't know what to make of it because the, the one thing that makes the most sense here 
is that he will at least be able to run around and guard Jason Tatum for 12 to 15 minutes a mm -hmm. game. But wouldn't being able to guard an elite scorer like that be something that comes a little bit later after playing, especially with it being a back injury, which uh, last time I checked, back injuries hurt mobility? So I... I don't know how this works. Like, this could go one of two ways. This could be really helpful to Brooklyn and helps the Nets win this series and actually helps the Nets maybe win a championship mm. this year. Or it fails spectacularly in this series <laughs> and Boston ends up winning it because the Nets tried to force the issue here. If Simmons wasn't in this series, and he's not going to be in game one, I love the yeah. Celtics tomorrow. Love them tomorrow. Okay. And I, un I understand that it's... I actually, I should say I love him as much as I can love an NBA bed, period. Yeah. <laughs> but but this feels like that's going to be – the crowd's going to be on fire then. Yep. Uh, we know the history with Kyrie in that in that market. Oh, my goodness. So – and the Nets – Femi, I, I don't know about you, and, and watching them in the playing game, when they got up 20, the first text message I sent, sent to one of my friends who was a Nets fan – you know this game's going to be a four-point game or a six-point game at some point, right? And what, of course, ended up happening, they toggled between six and eight the entire last few minutes of the game. I like I, I like Boston in game one. Expect a flat Brooklyn performance. I expect Boston to play well in game one. After that, I who knows? Kevin Durant's the best player in the series, and I've said it, I, I said it to Danny yesterday when I did a hit on Rush Hour. I really think this series is a referendum on Tatum more than anyone mm. because – we, we are now at the point where most of the NBA community counts Jason Tatum as in the elite of the elite. The superstar category. Yes, in the elite of the elite, which is about the top 12 in the league. Yeah. If he's truly there, the Nets have obviously still Durant and Irving, but have nothing behind them, even if Simmons comes back. You have home court. You got to win this series yeah. if you're Boston, where – even if you lose to Milwaukee in the next series, all right, so what? The Bucs are, to me, the best team in the Eastern Conference still. Can't lose this series. And if it, they lose this series, it's more than likely going to be because Tatum didn't perform at the level he's supposed to. So I think this is a big referendum series for Tatum. By the way, I think this pricing, the way it ended up being, is right, Femi. I was going to say. Boston should be favored. I was like, would you bet that minus 140 with Boston? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I, I think they should be favored. I don't want to bet it though. I know, and I, that's exactly where I stood. Like when they, when it opened up, I the Westgate had a minus one fifty or so, and I was like, yeah, that looks about right. Like Boston should be favored in this series, but it's like, man, you're getting Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving as an underdog in a series, and like usually with underdogs, the way I look at it is. I like the high volatile underdogs. I mean, I was riding North right. Carolina the first weekend in the NCAA tournament and Worked I, pretty in the, well in the for Sweet you. 16. I, I went off the train in the Elite Eight in the Final Four. That didn't work well, but I was with them second round in the Sweet 16 because I was like, this is a, a high volatility kind of team as a dog. And the Brooklyn Nets kind of fit that mold then. I was talking about two different things. One's a seven game series, one's a single elimination tournament. But playoff pedigree matters. And the playoff pedigree is on the side of the Brooklyn Nets. Kevin Durant is a multiple-time finals MVP. Kyrie Irving probably hit probably the biggest shot in NBA history in that game seven against the Golden State Warriors. Like, these guys have been there, done that multiple times. Boston, that rookie year with Tatum and Brown, where they were able to get to the Eastern Conference Finals, like, that was really impressive. But since then, it's been disappointment after disappointment for the Celtics. Like, this is a series where I think you're right with Boston game one. And I think the way I want to attack it is wait for game one to happen. 
take Brooklyn series price there at an even bigger plus price because I think it's going to be a long series. And the thing that keeps coming back into my brain is tie game, three minutes left. Which team do I like? You know, I like Brooklyn. It, 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 it is, you know, it's it, it's a very it, it's a very good point because you look at the way, and it's so odd to say that Durant and Brooklyn didn't get it done in that game seven last mm-hmm. year. Granted, if KD's shoe is legitimately a quarter size smaller, they do get it done. But I'm with you on 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 that point. If this is a close, if they're close games, which they're probably going to be, mm-hmm. and it's a close series, which I think this is going six or seven. I would rather have Kevin Durant over anyone on the planet, basically offensively. Yeah. So it is it is one of those weird dynamics where Boston is, to me, the better basketball team. But Kevin Durant outweighs that so much where if you made me bet it today, even though I said the series price is right, I don't know how I wouldn't be going with the square side and taking Brooklyn here. And that's, yeah, and it's square, but like, I look back at the Eastern conferences of last decade. How square was it to bet Cleveland to win the East every year? Like, <laughs> it, was, okay. it was always, it was the square thing to do. Like, okay. You're just going to bet on LeBron. Yeah. Cause he's going to win. Like, and that's Kevin Durant is not LeBron James in his, in his prime, but he's still an all time great top 20, top 15 player of all time. Like Kevin Durant is that caliber of player. And when you have that caliber of player in a series where as much as we love Jason Tatum and what they've been able to do, like Boston without Robert Williams, mind you, like Time Lord is maybe he comes back later on in the series for a game five or game six. But right now it's there's no Robert Williams. So they're not at their peak defensively. Like I see so many things that are pointing to the Brooklyn Nets at these prices. Now, if you're telling me that it was even money both ways, I would take Boston because they're the better team. But you're giving me Brooklyn at plus 115, plus 120, maybe find a plus 125. Like, they, Brooklyn still has the best player in this series, and yeah. it's not even close. Like, Kevin Durant is uh, – he was probably going to win MVP if he didn't get hurt this year. Like, he's that damn good. He would have had a chance. Definitely would have had a chance to win MVP. And, and look, let's face it, the only reason Brooklyn's in this spot is because Durant got hurt. Because he got hurt. That 11-game yeah. losing streak, no chance that would have happened <laughs> no. if KD wasn't hurt. So, I, I Femi, it's, it's – this is – one is going to be the going on paper going into this series. This mm. is the best first round series I can ever remember. Period. Yeah, because you it's could argue, good, man. You could it's argue. Good. You could argue. I, I don't think it's the right argument, but you could argue it's the two best teams in the Eastern Conference playing around one. And how often does that happen? Almost never in the NBA. No. So it'll be a fantastic series. And the biggest winner of this series, other than the winner who wins the series, will be the Milwaukee Bucks. Because yep. the Bucks are going to destroy the Bulls in either four <laughs> or five games and are just going to be sitting there waiting casually. Hmm, do we just have to host Brooklyn or do we got to get on a plane and to play a Boston. Celtics team that I think the Bucks match up great yeah. with? Yeah, they, they, they have no – I mean, nobody has an answer for Giannis breaking news, but Boston <laughs> is going to struggle if they face Giannis and that Milwaukee team. Real quickly, going on in Dallas, Utah has now opened up a six-point lead against the Mavericks. So the Mavericks were looking good. You're on plus three in-game. I'm on plus five pre-flop there. Well, we're back to the pre-flop number right now. Utah five-and-a-half-point favorites over at BetMGM. The total still hovering around 195-and-a-half here as Donovan Mitchell has come alive. Bogdanovich still playing well. Well, Dallas starting to struggle to score offensively. Yeah, and I will say the the biggest takeaway from this series, it is even a bigger shame that Luka got hurt because yeah. Dallas 
if Luka's there, Dallas would be winning this series. Yeah. I really do feel that with seeing what I've seen through two I, and a half quarters. I think if Luka's healthy, I think Dallas can give Phoenix a little bit of trouble. Yeah, if, I don't if disagree. It, if it were to happen, but I, don't disagree. I mean, we'll see what happens. They're trailing by six right now. Hopefully they can make a run and get back into this game here. On the other side, final segment of the show, Dave Ross, VEASAN host, host of the First Strike Podcast will join us as well as we pass the baton out to Circa. This is Betting Across America presented by BetMG. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance. <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex-
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. MGM, the king of sports books. Sign up today and win at $200 if you place a $10 wager on any NBA playoff game and either team hits a three-pointer regardless of your bet's outcome. Simply use bonus code VEASAN200 when you place your first bet to take advantage of this offer. Enjoy the playoffs more than ever with BetMGM. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Welcome back. This is the final segment of Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Femi Bebefe alongside Jeff Parles. And now is the time, Jeff, is that we bring in one of our good buddies here. VEASAN host, host of the First Strike podcast, helps us close out the show every Saturday. He is none other than Dave Ross. Ready to roll as always, Dave. Always a pleasure seeing you here at 1145 West Coast time. A lot to get to. And I want to ask you first about the NBA here. Which of these first round series intrigues you the most? Well, I got to be honest with you guys. I was so wrapped in with uh, UFC and watching my Metropolitans in the first five today. I didn't get down on what should be the easiest play of the day, the under in that jazz and Mavs game. And right now certainly (laughs) trending in that direction. And like, you know, you, you like you forget sometimes as an East coast guy that went to the Midwest and then out here to the Pacific coast time, like, Oh, that game just started. Like, how did I not get down on that earlier? <laughs> so we're going to let that one slide. But it is intriguing because how in the world are the Mavs going to get their offense going? Like, how how against the Jazz who play good defense anyway, and then you take away your everything guy in Luka here, and I just kind of go, I don't know how they can possibly survive this uh, long-term into the series. So I'll be, I'll be very interested to see if they can come up with anything creative to get the offense going. And so far in game one, that's not really happening for either side, and that's why that under – it feels like such a strong play. I, obviously, I'm captivated by the Celtics and Brooklyn. Uh, you know, again, we're talking about a good defensive team in Boston. I know Miami plays good defense, too. But you really wonder, are the Nets the team that can just flip the switch? And, guys, we've talked about it here on Betting Across America for weeks, maybe months, that I, I was always head-scratched every time I saw that the Nets were still the favorites to come out of the East. Now, that's switched now, and I think Milwaukee, you can understand why. But you go back as far as two months ago, a month and a half ago, the Nets were still the betting favorite. Can they really flip the switch? I'll be very curious to see. It looks like they can. They've got the talent to do that. But they just haven't really played together that much at all. So I'll be very intrigued to see if if Boston can shut down a score, will Brooklyn be able to score enough with Boston playing probably the best defense in the Eastern Conference? They or Miami can make that claim. I'm really going to be intrigued to see how that series, the flow of that series plays out early on. Dave, I wasn't even going to mention it, but because you mentioned it, I have clearance to mention this now. <laughs> our, uh, our our Metropolitans, by the way, no score in that game as we play in the bottom of the fifth. Uh, first 10 days of baseball, Dave, our Mets look good. There are some other teams that have disappointed so far and also look good like our Mets. What has stood out so far, early goings baseball, Dave, or is this just too early to make any sense of it? 
No, I think you can start making some sense, Jeff. And I'll say this. I I didn't play the over 88 and a half after the Grom injury and knocked it down from 91 and a half. And that's why they're off to this great start because I, I stayed away, <laughs> right? And, and, and so I, all that fans, you, you should thank me for that. Uh, because, look, I, I can't. I just saw Cookie Carrasco just came out after five innings, uh, three hits, no runs, I believe eight Ks in five innings, Jeff. So the starting pitchers not named Jacob DeGrom so far. And, look, you expected it from Max, and Max hasn't even had his best stuff yet, really. Mm -hmm. So you look at McGill and, and you look at Bassett, and I told you, you and I talked about this in the offseason, how excited I was for the Chris Bassett signing. And people were like, you were excited about Chris Bassett? I'm like, yeah, I'm really excited, especially when he's supposed to be our our, our the, the number three in the rotation, right? And now all of a sudden, he's a 1-1-A. One, one you can make that case. And I, I love his attitude, guys, where he says, like they asked him about Harper and Schwarber, because I don't care what the name on the back of the jersey is. I'm going to shove it. I'm gonna, I love that stuff, guys. I'm one of those old school guys that loves when people talk tough and then back it up. So, like, Bassett, for me, if that's really who you are, and you're not intimidated. I think the Metropolitans really have something here. Look, they've been first five goal. They might not get home today. Scoreless here in the bottom of the fifth. But first five with that starting pitching, I think that's a trend that can be your friend here early on for the Metropolitans. If they start to score runs like they did yesterday, uh, not so much today. The offense still might be a little late to the arrival party here. But the pitching has arrived. And right now, first fives have been pretty much a gem for me with the Mets. Donovan Mitchell has arrived in Dallas right now so far in this series. Jazz opened up a 10-point lead against the Mavericks here. Uh, Dave, I love that you used the hour when talking about the Mets. I'm like, man, I'm speaking with a Mets shareholder here. Absolutely love it. But we started this interview. You had the Dukes upgraded role. And I know you're a UFC guy, but we have a big fight in the boxing world going on. Spence Ugas later oh. on this evening. It's at AT&T and Jerry World. So DFW, the happening place in the sports world this weekend. But Spence, minus 600, Ugas plus 350. 50 on the two-way market. How do you handicap this one? Well, I don't know if you guys know, but Amal Shaw and myself did a little preview for that, and that's on the pay-per-view. So if you sign up today and get the pay-per-view, hey. you can see me and Amal on there. Hey, there we that's, go. that's what we do. <laughs> uh, guys, I think it's a, it's a very interesting fight, obviously. When you look at Ugas, this is a guy that feels like the late arrival to the party, right? Mm. That we, we all know who Errol Spence Jr. is. We've all known about his pedigree uh, and his ascent here in the boxing world. Ugas was the late guy. And sometimes, look, I'm not saying this is marvelous Marvin Hagler for all you old timers out there like myself, <laughs> but Hagler was a, a late arrival, right? It was supposed to be Hearns and Leonard in that era in the 80s, and then Hagler kind of spoiled the party. Ugas did that when he fought Manny Pacquiao, and when he stepped in on short notice and said, I'll take that fight, he knew exactly what he was doing. You beat the legends, and you get a legend killer on the resume, and all of a sudden you get to fight potentially more legends, and that's what Earl Spence Jr. is. I think it's going to be a highly competitive fight. I think it's a little bit overpriced. I understand why for Spence here, but I think you're going to see a dogfight. I would play the over in this fight here because I think it's going to go deep into Jerry World night tonight. Be a, be a fun one for sure, guys. Uh, looking forward to that for sure. Uh, D Dave, Dave, uh, I, I, I'm going to put you on the spot here. I'm going to put you on the spot here, and I, I, I'm going to assume you've done no research on this, and it's going to okay. really be good. The opener of the USFL back tonight, Dave. <laughs> My Jersey Generals taking on the Birmingham Stallions, laying three, Dave Ross, but a total of 40 and a half. What do you got, Dave? Stallions and what? Generals. There you go. Is that... Uh is Brian Sipe the quarterback? Is Herschel Walker the running back? I don't, I, don't, I, don't the generals? Think, I, I don't think so, Dave. <laughs> okay. All those generals are gone, apparently. I know nothing about this league whatsoever. I will tell you this. 
I will wager in week two. No. There we go. There we go. Good answer. That's a great I mean, answer. You know, you guys know, like, this is something I think we we try to do a pretty good job of the network of doing. And there's some, Uf, there's some UFC fights tonight, too, that you're going to see some newcomers kind of making their debut. And you're seeing, you don't have to wager on everything you see, America. You mm-hmm. don't. I know we want to. That's our proclivity. We're a gambling network. But if you're trying to be smart about it, I just don't know how realistically you can gauge these rosters enough to make a determination if you force me to, Jeff. Take the points. There we go. I mean, like that, that's, there we go. It's the only way I could do it here, but there's no way I'm laying points with any team sight unseen. Total at 40 and a half there. So those points very valuable in a league like the USFL. He is Dave take the early Ro- points. Kick the field goals early. <laughs> he is Dave Ross, Beeson host, host of the First Strike Podcast. You can catch him at the top of the hour with Wes Reynolds, the Ross Reynolds connection reunited once again on a Saturday. Dave, have a great show. And we'll talk to you soon. Hey, thanks, gentlemen. Let's go our Mets. They're our Mets, not just mine. Yes. A couple of shareholders I'm speaking with out there in the Queens. New York Mets. Uh, Always fun chatting with Dave here. As when we were talking with Dave, unfortunately for us, Donovan Mitchell came alive in Dallas. As right now, Utah has opened up a double-digit lead. They're 66-56. They are nine and a half on the live line right now. Yeah, this has gotten away from Dallas because their offense has disappeared. And that was the one concern going into this game in this series with no Luka Doncic. And right now, Utah, great defensively. Mitchell is 17 in the quarter, going to the line to try to make it 19. And just, uh, look, an elite player woke up finally, Femi. Yeah, that he has been terrific here out of the locker room. Real quick here, we got about 20 seconds left. Mm-hmm. Uh, final thoughts, Timberwolves, Grizzlies, tips off in about 35 minutes over there in Memphis. Only w- thing I would consider doing here is doing what we said earlier in the, mm-hmm. in the show. Wait, see if we get a slow start offensively, and then if the if the pace is right, betting the game over, that's the only thing I would do. Nothing pre-flop for me. I'm curious to see how both of these young teams yeah. look in the, in a big spot for Memphis as a two seed and for Minnesota in their first real playoff series as a as a group here. Yeah, I have no clue what to expect from either of these teams. Usually in the playoffs, you can lean on, okay, we've seen these squads do this in this uh, junction of the season, but have not seen that from Memphis, have not seen it from Minnesota, especially with just only their second playoff type of victory without Kevin Garnett the other night over the LA Clippers. Well, that does it for the show with us. Jeff, it was absolutely awesome, was awesome. doing the show with you here at Blaze by three hours. It always does talking everything live, betting and sports, but absolutely fun to work with you absolutely. for the first time. And uh, any final thoughts, any final thoughts, uh, Let's go Raptors. Let's go Raptors. Let's go Raptors. Plus four and a half. There we go. Take the point. That does it for us. (laughs) He's Jeff Parles. I'm Femi Bebefe. For our entire crew here at the South Point Hotel and Casino, we wish you best of luck with all your bets throughout the day. Coming up next, betting across America, Ross Reynolds Connection over at Circa. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Hi, I'm Gabby Reese. Join me and my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, on our journey with Laird Superfood. From our kitchen to yours, we've crafted delicious plant based creamers, coffee, greens, and so much more using high quality functional ingredients. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 for 20% off your first order.